Hey, this is Jason Dillon, pastor at Parkway Church, and I'm so glad you joined this Parkway podcast for powerful inspiration and purposeful insights. I believe this podcast will lift your spirit and lead you into the future God has prepared for you. Enjoy the message. Hey, everybody, what a joy it is to greet you from Madison, Mississippi, Parkway Church, the kingdom of God in this location. My name is Jason Dillon, and such a joy to come to you every week on this weekly podcast to talk to you about the things of God. Quite honestly, I love to talk about the things of God because my relationship with God, by God's grace and by His help, is one that just happens daily. And that's really the way God wants it to be between you and Him, a daily relationship with God where God reveals to you who He is, what He desires for you in your life, what He desires for you to do, who He desires you to become. And really, it's about that issue of becoming that God has captured my mind here recently. Uh, I've been thinking about the kingdom of God and made in God's image, and I've had these phrases and thoughts kind of swirling in my mind. And I, I want to talk to you about that today. You are made in God's image. You probably have heard that time and again, but let's really break that down. In Colossians chapter 1.15, the Bible says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. In the beginning, when God set out to not only create the world, but also to create Adam, uh, God created Adam in the image and the likeness of Jesus Christ. For in the mind of God, from the beginning of time, God knew what Jesus would look like. Therefore, Adam had a belly button. Not because he needed a belly button, but because Jesus Christ was the image or the template upon which God and through which God envisioned the creation of the world. And so when God made Adam, Adam had two arms, two hands, two legs, two ears, two eyes, one nose, one mouth, and was made in the image. But not just the physical image, but the template of Jesus Christ. Notice what God spoke to Adam and said. He said, Adam... I give you rulership, dominion over the Garden of Eden. You are to dress and keep the garden. So in the beginning, which is a perfect picture of what kingdom relationship with God will be like in the end of time, our time on this earth, we see God giving man responsibility. Recently, I've said this at Parkway, uh, in one of our services, that when we get to heaven, we're not going to be lazy and lethargic, laying on a cloud, strumming a harp. There will be kingdom responsibility in the, the new millennium, in heaven, in that world to come. And everything happening here right now in our world is preparing us for the world that is to come. Our faithfulness to God, our daily disciplines of prayer, devotion, our giving to God is all God, um, it's all of God trying to see, can I trust this man or woman with earthly things? And if they prove faithful with earthly things, 
I will give them responsibility of heavenly things. So guys, I want to encourage you. Your walk with God is not just something, a get out of jail or get out of hell free card. Your walk with God is proving you faithful for God to give you responsibility in the world to come. So Adam is made in the likeness of Jesus Christ. Uh, in the image, the bodily image, but also in the image of having dominion, having authority over the garden, responsibilities, relationship, and he gives all of that away because of sin. Sin means to miss the mark. When Jesus Christ came, John the Baptist heralded him as, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. So was Christ tempted? Absolutely. But he took dominion and he submitted to the will of the Father. And in so doing, he conquered sin. He literally gained victory over everything that you and I have ever faced or will ever face. And then guess what he did with that authority and that dominion and that power? He gave that to us. I want to share with you in Luke 10 where Jesus said to the 70, they return with, with joy that even the devils are subject to them through his name. He says to them, I beheld Satan fall like lightning to the earth. And then he says, and behold, I give you authority. I give you dominion over serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy or of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So what we're seeing is Christ is not only conquering sin and conquering what we have struggled and fail in temptation to, but he is taking that dominion and he's giving it to his disciples. For ladies and gentlemen, that was what the kingdom in Genesis was supposed to look like. God made man. And God gave to man dominion. He said, have dominion, subdue everything around you, dress and keep the garden. But man gave all of that away for the temptation of sin. Christ defeats the devil on his own turf. He defeats temptation, defeats sin, and then gives us our permission for what is authority. It truly is permission. God says, behold, I give you permission to operate as sons and as daughters of God in this kingdom that I am building. And so when you begin to understand, God gave authority or permission to the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, to operate in accordance to God's will. Notice, we are not given authority to bless ourselves. Remember one of the temptations when Jesus was tempted if thou be the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. Satisfy your fleshly lust. And Christ understood the power God has given me, the authority He's given me, is not to satisfy my own desire, but rather to act in accordance to God's will. This is so beautiful. I have been consumed with this. I have been eaten up with this because I want to be, and God has designed us to be sons and daughters of God. When you understand the authority that God has given you, that's not to somehow name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. 
It is to operate in accordance to the will of God. So you have power in the Spirit of God to speak those things that are not as though they already are, and God will bring them to pass. Have you ever really looked at the word permission? You're going to see this on the screen. And as you see that word, look at it, break it down. Permission. In accordance to the mission. You're free to operate as long as you operate according to the will of God or the mission of God in the earth. So we're sons of God. We're not free to do what we want to. This goes back to Adam and Eve. They were free to eat of every tree of the garden. They had permission to eat of every tree of the garden except one little tree. So God gives us permission to do a lot of things. But we are not free to do what we want to do. We are free to do what God desires us to do. And the beautiful thing is when I'm in right relationship with God, I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to serve God. I want to please God. I want to do the will of God. Many times, common sense people can realize whenever another person's flesh is at work because they begin to see their actions, their words, their, their thoughts, the direction of their life pleases the person, but it doesn't please God. And we can, we can tell when that is happening. I want to encourage you as precious people that are living your life for God. Resist the urge to do what you do for self-gratification and self-gain. Rather, submit to God and say, God, I desire for your will and your will alone to be done. Because we are made in God's image. And as God's image bearers, we are not to live for ourselves. We are to live for God. We are to live in such a way where God's desires are displayed through us every single day. Adam was made in, in the image of Jesus Christ. Jesus was not made in the image of Adam. I want to say that one more time so you get it. Jesus was not made in the image of Adam. Adam was made in the image of Jesus. So in the mind of God, God knew how he wanted Adam to operate, how he wanted Adam to think, how he wanted Adam to demonstrate dominion or governorship over the garden. But Adam failed because he yielded to temptation. Temptation led to sin, and sin took away his dominion. Christ restores that dominion, but doesn't keep it all to himself. He gives it to his followers, especially and specifically when he gives us the power of the Holy Ghost. He gives us the Spirit of God living in us to conquer the, the passions and the lusts that would war against the will of God so that we can submit successfully to the plan of God. Listen to what Ephesians 6.12 says. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Many of you understand that we're coming through uh, this coronavirus, COVID-19. We're on the tail end of it, I believe and hope and pray. And as we're coming through this, we are understanding that God has shepherded us through this crisis. But I believe God has shaken us through this crisis as well. And ultimately, God is trying to shape us 
through this crisis because the church is out of shape. We get into shape by exercising. But what are we going to exercise? We're going to exercise our authority. We're going to exercise our dominion over sin, over the will of the flesh, over the will of the devil, and we're going to do the will of God. When we pray, we understand that we're not praying against people. We're not praying against uh, uh, tribes and nations. And We love people. God loves people. We understand we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, powers. So sometimes all we can see is people. But what is behind people are spirits that motivate them to do things. So I want to encourage you, love God, love people, and fight against the spirits that motivate people to do wrong things. As we pray in this position of authority, this image of Jesus Christ in the earth, we're not to pray weak survival prayers of, oh God, bless me, and oh God, help me, and oh God, protect me. No, we are to pray bold, aggressive prayers. Remember what Jesus said? If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and don't doubt in your heart and it shall be done. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've looked at some mountains in my day and there wasn't necessarily a need for me to speak this because there was a road provided for me to get through or around this mountain. But I have considered what Christ said, that if I have faith that is of a grain the size of a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed in all the earth, that I can say to the mountain, Be thou removed in the name of Jesus, and be cast into the sea, and it will be done. And I know what some of you may be thinking, that's a, that's a tall order. But the mountains that we see are nothing but molehills in the sight of God. I mean, it's, it's nothing from God's perspective. When you magnify God, the mountain becomes simply a small little hill to God. I want to tell you, what am I stressing? What am I trying to say? We have authority. We have God's permission. Why? We are made in God's image. You know, you will encounter people in your life who will say, well, you know, I believe all creation matters. I believe dogs matter, cats matter, horses matter. And you will, you will see some people try to ascribe the same glory that we share as being made in God's image to all creation. Don't cut a tree. Don't cut the forest down. Don't hurt a dog. And I'm not for kicking the cat or cursing the dog. But I want to tell you, we, not animals, were made in God's image. We are the ones who are given authority and dominion. And God wants us, within the construct of submitting to God, to operate according to Him and His will. This building, this thing we call the church, is built by God to train the people of God to know how to become the church of the living God. I believe God's hand is upon this church, and because His hand is upon this church, He is shaping us. How many times have you looked in the mirror? You know you love yourself. You know that you, you're not mad at yourself, but you may say, you know, I'm really out of shape. 
Well, you get into shape by exercising. And it's time for you to exercise your dominion and your authority. I want to encourage you. The next time you're at your house, the next time for those watching or listening, the next time that you feel any kind of adverse adversarial attack coming against you, that you immediately say, in the name of Jesus, as a son of God, as a daughter of God, I take dominion in the Holy Ghost over this situation. I take dominion against every spirit of hell that would come against me, that would come against my children. Get you a bottle of oil. If you've got some olive oil, if you've even got vegetable oil, get that oil out and anoint your children. Anoint your house and begin to say, I plead the blood of Jesus over my house. You would not allow a physical intruder to come into your house uncontested. Don't let a spiritual intruder, i.e. the devil, come into your house uncontested. Stand up. Take a stand. And in the name of Jesus, exercise your dominion. You're made in God's image. This is God's kingdom that we're a part of. We are ambassadors of the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we have authority and we have power. Let me read to you uh, another verse a little further down in Colossians 1. It's verse 18. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. So if Christ is the head and we are his body, then we are acting in accordance with our head. You may have heard me on this podcast say that if my body started moving uncontrollably, you would say to me at some point, hey man, you need to go see a doctor. Because your body is not acting in submission to the will of the head or the brain. There's a disconnect. God looks at us and says, I give you my permission. We look back to God and say, I give you my submission. Permission from God coupled with submission from me equals transmission. And every vehicle on the road today or in a garage around the world operates because of a transmission. It's where power is sent to the wheels and forward progress is made because of permission and submission. The engine does not say, nope, I'm going to do my own thing. It does the will of the driver sitting behind the wheel of the vehicle. Ladies and gentlemen, God has graciously given us authority to tread upon serpents, scorpions, and all the power of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. This permission operates according to our submission. And God's permission with our submission equals transmission. And the kingdom of God is going to go forward. I want you to understand that you're valuable. Your victory is assured in God as long as you stay submitted to the head, which is Jesus Christ. 
I pray you have a great week that you walk in the victory that God has destined and ordained for you to walk in. I bless each of you in the name of Jesus to operate according to the permission and the authority God has given you. It's going to be a great week. God loves you. God's for you. You're a son and a daughter of God, and you have God's permission. Hi, listeners. This is Scott Cooper, producer of the Parkway Podcast. That concludes the show for today. We hope you enjoyed. Remember, we offer video versions of the podcast on our Facebook and YouTube channels, as well as the audio versions on your favorite podcast provider, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also encourage you to check out our website at www.parkwaychurch.net, where we offer live streaming of our services as well as video archives and the opportunity to give to help support this ministry so that we can continue to bring you awesome Holy Ghost-filled content each week. Thank you for listening, and please tune in to our next episode.